0: Hello and welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day to you. Today I have part one of the pros and cons of cooperative living. And so much more. An interview or a discussion or a conversation with my man, Craig Roberts. A lifelong scholar and passionate human being. Craig Roberts, when I first met Craig... I stopped by this cooperative house, which is the topic of today's talk. I stopped by there to see if if I'd be a good member of the house for my prospective interview. And that night, I ended up talking to Craig for like two hours. And it's always been like that. Some people in your lives you just click with and you just as soon as you cross paths you just start brainstorming all we've been studying all we've been learning so Craig has always been one of those great brainstorm partners drop knowledge type of friends and I'm very grateful for him and I'm grateful to have him on the podcast because we learned a lot together a few years ago we shared a cooperative house an eight-person cooperative house in, we lived together in 2005 and 2006, and that's when San Francisco was still a pretty um, manageable, affordable place. I was paying like maybe five, fifty, or six hundred bucks for my room, so it was pretty. Uh, there were still a lot of creative artists, experimental, odd people in that town. It was not completely overrun by extreme wealth. So we shared a cooperative house, and we just wanted to spend some time reflecting on what worked and what didn't work and what we learned, and what was the value of that social experiment in our lives and in our path. So without further ado, here's part one of my conversation with Craig Roberts. Microphone (laughs) check, one, two, one, two. Um... Trying to get my voice back. Uh, that a little cold here, but sitting with my man Craig Roberts. Hey. Um. Hey. hey. How you doing today?
1: Oh man, I'm getting over a cold too. Dude, it's good to have someone yeah. back in the
0: studio. This is the beginning of the next season of interviews. Like, I have a, a few slated for like, you know, this winter time. So you're you're gonna ball rolling. No one better All than out, man. Been the consummate thinker, modern-day philosopher, student of Ben Franklin, we've been land surveyor. <laughs> we've been dropping knowledge for two days straight. Yeah, But we we wanted to convene today. What do we want to convene today? What are we talking to these people about?
1: So today, you asked me to come in and talk about the, uh, the Broderick House. The Broderick House. The Broderick what House. What is this Broderick House? So the Broderick was? House, man. So it was a house that... Doug and I met in. We lived there. Uh, it's eight-story house in San Francisco. No, four-story house. I'm sorry. <laughs> eight-story. Four well, stories, eight bedrooms. Eight bedrooms, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, four stories, eight bedrooms. Built, it's eight, eight, built in 1875. Built in 1875. Yeah, that's right. And um, really close to Golden Gate Park. Great little spot. Close to the Panhandle. Close to the Panhandle. And um, so it was like a communal household where we all shared meals. We... Um, we shared food. Like, we didn't cooperatively own the house. Right, we but all were we tried renters. Once and yeah. didn't really work out. But we're all renters, so yeah, it was a cool. Um it was a cool setup, man. We had a lot of magical so, times there.
0: Do you hear people hear about you know housing co-ops in New York City. You hear about some of these co-ops in Berkeley. You know, it's all different kinds of. The word co-op just means that some things are shared, right? It's right. not completely every man for themselves, right? That's right. So uh, when we were living together, the cooperative elements were essentially what? Do you think? What do you think? Were they...
1: The cooperative elements were the um, the sharing of the food, for sure. That was a big one yeah because we did group shopping and a group food bill that we just right. divided up amongst everybody. Of course all the utilities, general house expenses we all we accounted for all that stuff and just sort of had a common kitty that we put money into yeah and used for those types of uh, expenses. And then um of course the lease. But I also think spatially, right? But that spatially we had a lot of common space. That one of the four floors yeah, was all common space. That's right. So one of the that was one thing that we all kind of sacrificed mm-hmm. or one of the things that we were able to get by sharing in this sharing like this was to have a lot more common space that we could, you know, use for big concerts. living room, big dining room, room big, kitchen. big like movie nights, yeah, stuff like yeah. that. You awesome could host, we hosted parties. events all the time. We bars. had a backyard, which in San Francisco is like really, really hard to find. Yeah. Um so we had a like really cool backyard. We had a lot of good rap sessions out there around the fire. Yeah. Remember that? We had a fire back oh, there. Oh, the fire pit is oh, good for man. the soul. That's right. So yeah, it was a, that common space was a huge crowning part of the whole thing. in the dining room. You can't forget yeah. the dining room. A lot of magic happened in that dining room where we'd meet. Oh, the yeah. dining room.
0: I mean, when I was, I was talking about, when we were brainstorming this conversation yesterday, I was saying, so sharing meals, again, this is like, we're talking about basic human needs. It seems yes, like the right. more in my life I've shared meals with people, the more I've been emotionally yes, at peace. Sure. And we had the schedule there. We had Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Four, that's nights, right. a week,
1: that's right. four nights a week, there was a warm
0: meal, like 6.30 that's or 7 right. o'clock. That's
1: right. And you only had yeah. to cook that's right. once a week. So yeah. that
0: the exchange rate in that, yeah. like something kind of like figuring out is lately on the podcast is some of the like some of the math is like really works in favor of sharing some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If you can cook one night and you can eat four nights, right. like, that's a great trade. That's a great trade. Like, yeah, Because exactly. cooking for one or two people, not much more energy much than sense. cooking for seven, right? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: So we would cook with a partner. You and yeah. I would usually cook on Wednesdays. Yep. And for, oh,
1: people, no, and, and for people Tuesday. who wanted to save money, like I would still eat out a fair amount, but for people who really wanted to save money, if you just ate off of our food kitty, yeah. you would you could really live pretty efficiently, yeah. wouldn't you say? And very healthfully. And very healthy. Yeah. Like, we get good quality stuff. Yeah. You know, some people who would normally just buy food for themselves anyways, like if you're really savvy about it, maybe you could have broken even or maybe even saved a little bit of money. Yeah. But we had high quality food. Yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? It was like, good stuff. So, Um,
0: so, so one of the main takeaways for me is the power of shared meals and like that was, how do we, how do we figure out ways to have more shared meals in our lives, you know, mm -hmm. or just create spaces for that conviviality because it's like, if I missed a meal, like I felt like I missed like oh man it's like it was like a, it was almost like you're eating with six or seven or eight people it's like a dinner party vibe like right. on, a, on like a Monday night right right and like the conversation or the laughter would always it would always happen yeah and then absolutely. we'd like maybe play cards or dice yeah. after yeah. or something
1: and like the they varied a lot too there were other nights I'd have dinner there and it would just be like me and two other people or even sometimes me and one other person really was yeah I mean that happened occasionally and you because you just make because the food was also used for lunches the next day yeah, or, the people, it the sort of people would come home late at night and they'd want to have some food so um, it wasn't always that we could have like our um, our grand me- meals, but sometimes we would have they really happen. epic ones. Well, a lot of times people like would bring Christmas a friend too. And stuff like that they would just blow up, man. If you
0: have an eight person co op, you always have these like secondary members who don't live in the house right. but are regulars. Yeah. So you'd have like, oh, my buddy come over once a week, and then we'd have like this. The community had layers. Yeah. And then you also had this satellite of a few different co ops. Like how many different co ops were within the neighborhood that we were oh, friends gosh, with? Oh gosh,
1: I don't know. You know, it's funny. I know they were they were out there five or six. I knew some of them, but, yeah. like. Yeah. If we had an
0: event like like I hosted letter writing revival mm-hmm. or like these nineteenth century workshops, where we just mm-hmm. kind of like got together and like worked on some skills or some stuff, right? Right. Well, the other events we had, we had some obviously parties, but right. definitely there was a co-op. Oh, I remember one time we was...
1: had this Iranian uh, band come oh, and play really? because I guess at the time I don't know if this is true in Iran or not, but you were not allowed to perform like. Like either modern rock or jazz or something like that in public places, it was like not allowed because they had like some law that said you had could only play like I know I guess certain types of religious music or something like that. I'm not really sure what the what it was, but they were really excited to come to the United States and to have a place to play music. And so when I remember when I heard got the email or somebody, I was like, oh, that's unique, you know? Sure, why not? Yeah, that seems kind of random. And they came over and set up and sang and like I was blown away. Wow. They were awesome. And um, they were so good, really good jazzy melodic tunes, beautiful voices. Like these people were real musicians, you know, and it was just interesting that they were it was so nice to be able to share it with them. Um, that was one of the one of those really great uses of that, you know, common space. So stuff like that would happen. These little randoms, you know, that just sort of, these little gems. Yeah, one one part where we don't want to, uh, where we want to make sure we remember is yeah. how the whole place came into being. Yeah. Too, because it almost wasn't, right? Right. I tell the story a lot, but I yeah, think it I tells. should tell it one yeah. more time for the record. Yeah, right? for sure. Go. So, um, I had moved out of uh, San Francisco. Or I was living in like the East Bay at the time, and like a lot of people who moved to San Francisco had gone through the breakup thing with somebody, and um, so I was looking forward to moving into the city. And I was, you know, wanted to... I was looking for a large house. but yeah. I didn't really know anybody in San Francisco. So I moved into this eight-bedroom, um, sort of cooperative style. It was sort of a... Sort a of. shadow of it was in yeah. a modern. It was more like a large boarding house or a place that, like, just a, a large house that a lot of people... Because they weren't sharing home. meals. They weren't sharing meals. That's the big one, Yeah. Right? They I mean, weren't sharing meals, but they did have a common food bill. Oh, okay. So yeah, some so some, some, stuff some, they, some stuff they did. But right after I moved in... Um, Six of the eight people who live there put in their notice to move out. So there were some bad vibes going around. There was something that, you know, the place had just run its course. Well, like other social organisms, they have periods of thriving, periods of collapse. They do, and that's exactly, you know, what happened to the Broderick House as well. So, let's see. So Six people people moved out, and so the guy on the lease, he said, you know, if you want to move out, and I'll give you your deposit back, no harm, no foul, just you know, if you if you want to move on. And so I said, well, you know, I've always had this idea of starting this sort of cooperative house, so it'd be fun to live with other people. Who else is staying? And he's like, well, well, it's Dave. Um, you know, if you want to talk to him, maybe he'd be interested in setting something up like that with you. So I'd only met Dave for like 30 minutes in our interview, like three weeks earlier or something like that. And so Dave happened to be in Europe at the time gave him a call all the way over in europe and we talked on the phone for like an hour and we walked away from it feeling like we were totally on the same page with us he was looking forward to doing the same thing and uh, making this happen nice. and it was one of those moments that was really just like a shot from the hip because like you just had nothing else to lose Was well, that just you know what shot. i mean yeah. why not what else was i living for at the time right. you know you're single Pretty young, yeah. How old were you at the time? I just started a reasonably like good job. Twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, twenty-nine. Oh, okay. 29. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and um, and so I just was looking for a new adventure, and it really turned into one. So you can have an adventure in one place, I think. Is well, what this
0: I was it. like a social building adventure. It was a social
1: right? building adventure. And go ahead. Yeah. How
0: many years do you think the house span from that that point? Like it w- was around for like six or seven years.
1: Yeah. About seven, I think. Yeah? yeah.
0: And yeah. how many different people you think uh, live there? Oh, God. Too much turnover is one of the biggest downfalls, right? One of the right?
1: downfalls. Too much... To try to reduce the sublets turnover. Sublets were... Sublets are bad. Huge problem. Because it's created all right. kinds of debates yeah
0: just turnover is stressful for everyone and the thing is turnover creates stress and then stress creates more turnover right. so you hit a you hit a uh, point where like yeah. terms, almost like if i was to build it again i would try to have people like you have to lock in for like One six year. months or and we did we minimum. tried
1: we tried to get people to lock in for a year yeah okay, you got to see you just really try to yeah occasionally we let people go with you know ahead of that like after a month or two if it just wasn't working out but um yeah, we try to get people to really commit to a year, and we try to, uh, you know, we had like money, financial incentives for it. Yeah, you, you have know? to, you yeah, mean, they have yeah. to incentivize it somehow, yeah. right? So, yeah, oh, good times. So.
0: Um, what you, and one thing that's really interesting that I learned from cooperative living is that in order if everyone has really strong opinions on every topic of debate, it's going to be a real unpleasant time.
1: Right. So, uh, my
0: opinion, the best cooperative members would have their thoughts and opinions, but they wouldn't say, they wouldn't like heavily weight them until they, once in a while they'd play their hand and be like, listen, I really want this. Mm-hmm. I really want us to buy this type of bread because it's sprouted wheat and that's what I really want. It's good mm-hmm. for our health. Oh, okay, that's what you really want. But some people I think would often, they, they every time we debated anything, they had a very strong opinion. Sure. And that just kind of, it doesn't really work. Like right. if you're with eight people, you should be, the math. I'm trying to get the math of it, right? If you're like, if yeah. you're with eight people, you should only lead twelve and a half percent of the time. Right. Sort of. I mean, yeah, that's. Right. I mean, yeah, maybe not kind of make sense. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? You can't. Yeah, you right. can't be like have a strong opinion seventy five percent of the time. Yeah, right. Because right. if, if everyone did that, you, you,
1: being a you would get nowhere. Yeah. What's that? End up being a bully, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So that so. was a big
0: thing. Obviously, our biggest. Downfall was uh, when we had we had four men, four female, and we tried to always keep it that way. But we let a female sublet to a male, and then we had an imbalance of five three. Yes, and then the female yeah. decided not to come back. Right, and then we had to kick out the male to return. And oh, it was those just were a, dark days. It was those were dark days. Now we had some heavy tribunals. Yeah, and but it was um, cool yeah. though because it was like it was basically like local politics. This is like There's eight person government. politics. Yeah,
1: exactly, which
0: is I think a great learning experience. Yeah. I, I often think about how. How can we take some of the lessons we learned in the co-op and bring that into elementary schools? Like, what would you... How could you create some sort of model co-op experience where you could learn some of the yeah, local well politics? Yeah, well,
1: they have, like... Well, one thing they do in high school is they have, like, student council, okay. which is kind of, like, supposed to set up something like that. But one thing that I've... Think most really people really don't participate in that. People have to learn about boards, like, to be on a board. And, like, student council is just one little board that is for, you know, eight people in your entire class or something like that. But, like, what i found especially in like my 20s and 30s so many things are determined by boards and that's basically what we had it's like a little board or a council yeah. right yeah but there's like HOA boards nonprofits have boards schools have boards um, your yeah, districts have boards what makes them work better or worse boards. well there there is a game to it yeah like what makes like what would make a, what, what did we learn during this meeting right well like, i think what we'll worked is having people
0: I think if you're a member of a board or a member of a community, you have to realize that you're voting for the best thing for the community. You're not voting for the best thing for yourself.
1: Sure, sure. So
0: obviously, you're what you want, you're part of the like community. Like, remember, we
1: had to support the women. You and I both did. Yeah, when when, uh, when they said we want, you know, to when, have another woman backfill that spot and not, yeah. and not let... We had to let
0: our body leave, but... To his chagrin, but we said, hey, we kind of took a legalistic stance, and we're like, we decided this is a four-person, four-guy, four-girl house. Yeah. And if it's five-three, and they feel, and like, we're a lot louder. I had more
1: respect for the law. You know what I mean? Like, the law was above. It is. The law was above. But it
0: almost like, (laughs) it's putting the law above, but if the law represents the group, you're putting the group above. You know? It's like, yeah, I might want this guy to stay, but... That's not exactly. what the. Group, that's not the best for
1: the group. It's not always best for the group. Yeah. Right,
0: and that's that's what like community has to work. I mean, again, I'm not saying don't give a shit about your own stuff, but yeah. you know, uh, yeah. certainly you have to have this identity. Of what's what's going to make the group work? You know. Yeah. And that's why I thought, I don't have a strong opinion on most right. things. Whatever. And I
1: remember we put it even to a democratic vote. I think, and it was like three five or something like that that he had to leave, and <laughs> it was almost debatable whether even like in order for him to save that you would need a full like what do you call it? A uh, or something? Because we were talking about oh, running yeah. it on a consensus model. Oh Remember yeah. like that, that was one thing which I don't know how I feel about. Well consensus
0: requires the commitment to the group because if you're because yeah. if, if you're one person you could
1: block the group then that's like you yeah. should only use your block if it's like yeah. I think this is going to destroy this yeah, place. right you know. right yeah. So I, in the usca in berkeley it was not consensus it was just majority majority, majority rules yeah. and because they had so many they have like thousands of people in the usc yeah tell me about
0: those that you have experienced you live in those co-ops or you just know about i those? did i lived in Cloin court Can you tell us a little uh, five-time so and that review?
1: is a what's the name of it is called Cloin court which is Bur- one of the houses uh, in the uni- University Students Cooperative Association in Berkeley, California, Okay. It, it's not technically affiliated with the UC. Okay, it's an independent organization, and it is cooperative living on like an almost industrial scale. It's really cool, For, and see. this is not just like
0: youngsters. This is like adults live there. No, it's all students. All students. This okay. is university students, but Wait. they don't
1: have to be Berkeley students. They can be students at any okay. university. And I was there in the summer. When I was doing internships in the Bay Area, when I was going to college in San Luis Obispo, I had a lot of friends who went to Berkeley, and they were the ones who introduced me to it. And my mind was blown the first time I saw it. I didn't know anything like this existed. The division of labor, like one of you know, we would divide up our jobs and people have different roles. But when you have a hundred people living in literally one house with a giant industrial, how big are my stories? It was four, I think. Through was three livable stories, and then a huge basement that we. This is like really wide. How a hundred people? That's insane. How big was the dining hall? The dining hall was massive yeah
0: i mean this is like institutional
1: size yeah people yeah it was bigger than the floor of this entire apartment like it's probably like twice the size wow and we would have concerts there sometimes um totally industrial and kitchen yeah it got inspected by the public health department yeah we had uh you know uh what do you call it pressure washers that you could like just spray down the whole kitchen and add little drains in the center of the kitchen this was well designed hobart mixers everything do you think they were working pretty well well, yeah, it worked really well. I mean, it has its pros and cons. So give me a few pros. <laughs> to bring it back to the pros and cons. The good about it was like it just showed you that um, it really taught you responsibility and that living together and sharing, even though it has economic benefits, it's not just about the economic benefits. By like sharing in that work aspect of living together, it really builds community in a way that you can't build community if you're just spending time together when it's your free time Convenience, or when yeah. it's easy or when you're happy. Yeah. You when know? you're scrubbing the when floors working, together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you might be depressed, you might have had a shitty day, you know, but you gotta get this shit done. Yeah. And if there's some loser you know, at the party that you wanna kick out You don't want to call the cops but someone has to deal with it and you're not part of the university so you can't just call them up and have their security deal with it either that's your job to get this guy out of here so you do kind of bond over these things yeah and i have some of my best friends to this day from the university students cooperative association it's really cool man really cool great
0: camaraderie great meals and some great challenges thank you to craig roberts we'll have him back either in a week or two with part two of this uh, discussion about the pros and cons of cooperative living. Thank you for your time. Stay hydrated. Keep living and learning. Bye-bye.